Hey agents, we're back. We've had a few difficulties lately, technical and otherwise, but we're getting back into the groove and we have a new episode for you. Thanks for being patient with us while we get ourselves back into the swing of things. We'll talk more about what's next at the end of the episode, but for now, let's resolve that cliffhanger. Previously, on 20-Sided Spies, our agents Jenny, Belle, and Hawari infiltrate a secret lab in the cliffside of Luskin. Uncovering a lab built to breed mimics, the team quickly uncovers something even more sinister, a secret within the secret. When they realize the lab has been infiltrated, one of the wizards transforms into a horrific deep-sea beast and murders the other, before turning his attention to destroying the evidence of the lab's activities, only to discover a pesky drow bard sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. All right, gang. It has been a while, hasn't it? We're back, baby. Sure has. We had some moves. A couple folks are not here anymore, but we're going to record nonetheless. So, we'll pick up from Hawari and Jenny's perspective. The two of you were investigating a side room when you had to start a distraction. Fog cloud burst out. You've got... Um, people running around hiding, and you thought the coast was clear until you heard a psychic scream rip through the quiet laboratory. You guys are near what looks like an elevator, and with a couple of vestiges for servants, it seems like a, a workroom for those weird eyeball creatures, the Nothics. Seems like this is where they sleep. And you hear the scream ring out. What do you do? Ooh. Mm. Wow, that that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> um what should we do? Help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to detect portal really quick. Okay. Good call. Uh which lets me know uh portals and which plane they go to within uh, a thousand feet. I think you cast detect portal previously. And the closest one it picked up was a portal to the Nine Hells in the host tower of the Arcane. Oh, that's no good. Uh, that's no good at all. No. <laughs> it, however, the host tower of the Arcane is not here. That's in that big tower that the Arcane Brotherhood maintain. Um, mm. Leonum and Rizix, the people who you've been kind of following through this lab, work for the Arcane Brotherhood, but... This isn't their tower. This is kind of like a secret side operation that they're running. And can you get, can you tell me a little bit more about what we're in? You said we heard a psychic scream, but we don't. Do we see where the where it came from? You get a pretty good idea that it came from. So the beyond the what looks like an elevator leaving out of this place, there's another door which leads back into the laboratory that you guys infiltrated from. Entering in through a pipe that connected to the uh, underwater cave in the riverside. Beyond that room is another room where Bell had snuck off into, and you get the idea that this scream is coming from that direction. Okay. I feel like we should I, probably uh, make our way through that room. Yeah, we should go and help. I guess as soon as possible. Everything else can wait. All right. Are you guys running? Are you sneaking? How do you want to proceed? Uh, I want to sneak. I'm a little worried because I don't know what's about to pop off or what's hiding in these shadows. So I'm. I want to. Let's do some stealth to kind of sneak through this. Absolutely. Give me that stealth check. <laughs> let's attempt. All right. How'd you do? Uh, that's a thirteen for me. Thirteen. Okay. Are you Give sneaking as well, Hawari? Uh, yes, I would like to do that. I got a six. Okay. I can hear all of cool. this. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You are baby. so. You the two of you sneak through. You're kind of moving through the fog cloud, uh, which masks your movement pretty well. You kind of keep low to the ground. You're creeping along, and you get into the side room beyond this laboratory, and you can see um, there is a bookcase along the wall that is ajar, hanging open. 
Um, there's light pouring out, and you can see what looks like a pair of legs on the floor sticking out with blood pooling at its feet. Um, as oh. this, you can see that peering out from there. Um, you can see shadows kind of moving around as something is moving inside the room just beyond this uh, bookcase opening. Bell, yes. you are stunned, but not unconscious yep. on the floor. And looking up at you, looking down at you, pardon, is this creature with a mouth that is wider than the head it's on. Gross. Um, it's got like sideways jaws that are splayed open. And its horrible pink mouth is filled with rows of sharp teeth. Its skin looks slimy and wet, and it reaches down to consider you. Ew. Um, you are kind of laying down in the corner of the room, back up against the wall, underneath a desk on which notes and secret files you were observing. And out of the corner of your eye, you can see through the fog cloud that your teammates cast that kind of filled this room up Mm -hmm. you can see shadows moving beyond and you get the idea that your teammates have started to approach give me if you would a wisdom saving throw okay i got 11 11 so it's not enough to free yourself from this stun um and this creature reaches down to kind of like it's got its like claws out. It's going to try and make a claw attack against you as it picks you up. Why are you attacking me with your claws, bro? <laughs> now, oh no, that's a critical yeah, what hit. What chump would do that? Critical hit me too, bro. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, luckily I'm full health, I believe. We'll see how far that goes. That is eleven points of. Slashing damage. You do that just to pick me up? As you're clawed. Yeah, just kind of like... He kind of digs his entire claws into your chest and then starts pulling you up by the meat of his grip. (laughs) Um, Jenny and Hawari, as you round the corner, you're seeing this happen. You're seeing this humanoid of some sort, really slimy, wearing ruined clothes that used to be Arcane Brotherhood robes. There's these milky black tentacles descending from its head like some sort of slimy hair. And it is hunched over something. Uh, it doesn't seem to notice you. What do you do? Can, uh, can I do like a perception or investigation check to see if I know what it's hunched over? Give me perception. That's a 15. Looks like your boy Bell. Shit. <laughs> okay. Um let's kill him. I yeah, I wanna I'm I throw my trident. Alright. So head. throw give me uh your trident attack roll. Wasn't it a trident head? That's true. Yeah, just a <laughs> just trident head. head. Which I think is tied to a chain or rope at this point. Oh that's right. Yes. So give me that throw. <laughs> that's a twenty-three. Twenty-three, yes. That's very good. That definitely Yeah, hit. it was a 19 plus 4. Jesus. Damn. Alright, give me that damage. Okay. I don't get anything for it being a surprise attack, right? I'll say you have advantage on your attack roll, so if you want to roll again and try and get that nat 20, you can. Oh, shoot. Uh, I mean, that's a 9. I think the 19 is probably with better. Advantage. Yeah, 9 was the high. <laughs> Nine. I, I hit nine damage. Nine damage. All right. So you throw this trident head on this chain. It kind of like cuts through the fog, and you see it slam into the back of this thing. It kind of like rears back and screeches this kind of like high-pitched chattering noise. It turns back and sees you and Hawari standing there as the mist kind of unspools around you guys. Let's roll for initiative. All right. Huzzah. Getting right back into it. <laughs> right? I got an 8. Uh, that's a 21. Jesus. You're ready yeah. to go. Yeah, that's the second 19 I rolled in a row on that die. Uh, I also got a 19 straight up. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> so, 
looks like it's Jenny first, then Hawari, then The Thing, and finally Belle. <laughs> All right, Jenny, what would you like to do? Oh, sh- shoot. It was uh, one of the things where I just realized that I had an extra thing that I could have done. Um, so I-, I get to pretty much just do an- a little extra extra attack. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, wait, because uh, do I still get to go with an initiative even though I just did the attack? Oh, yeah. We'll say that your, oh, um, your last attack initiated combat, and because you were so quick and ready for it that you're going first in actual combat order. So, Hell you're going to yeah. go again. Yeah, I'm going to uh, attack again with my trident, but I'm going to use also Planar Warrior, which is as a bonus action. Pick one creature, and it has to be on this turn. The attack becomes force damage, and I add an extra D8. All right, go for it. Hell Let's yeah. See if this will work. Um, that's a 14 for attack. That does hit. Hell yeah. Let me roll my extra stuff. 10... Plus <laughs> one. Nice. <laughs> 11. Hey, that's still pretty good. Another 11. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, I got a six on my D6 and then a one on my D8. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then a, just like my regular plus four attack. Um, Planar Warrior. Yeah, that's coming in. <laughs> that's force damage. What, like is that, what is away from here. What does your Planar Warrior deal look like when you attack someone with it? Uh, pretty much, like, it, it's almost like I, I, like, wind up my, like, move a little bit, and has, like, this, uh, like, uh, Dragon Ball Z-style glow <laughs> as I, uh, toss my item. Just has, like, a little extra oomph. Moves a little extra faster, too. Hell yeah. You throw uh, your trident through the barrier between the planes, <laughs> and it slams into this thing's <laughs> chest as it turns around to menacingly <laughs> roar at you. Um, anything else on your turn? Uh, yeah, just yell, like, get get get, a, get away from my good buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny. My boss? The question mark? My boss? <laughs> it's gotten a little hazy. It turns around with Belle's chest still in its claws. Ow. <laughs> yeah, Belle's <laughs> being limply dragged. Behind it as it stands up. And I can't move because I'm stunned. I'm just like, ow, this hurts. <laughs> oh. It says, does any, do any of you speak uh, deep speech? Oh, jeez. Of course we um, know uh-huh. one fucking nope, I only have a deep speech. It says something to you, but no one can pick it up. Oh, well, yeah, I only know Primordial. Uh, oh, well. I'm sure it wasn't important. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hawari, you're next to the I think he said order. something very rude. Probably. It was Let's probably, just assume that. It was probably a cuss. <gasps> How dare he. Now we have to murder him. <laughs> no cussing! <laughs> Hi. Um, <laughs> is it my turn? Yes, it is. Okay, I'm going to cast uh, Armor of Agathus on myself. Hell yeah. Um, a bunch of Creepy, not quite right looking, light lapis lazuli polygons come around, surround me, and then instantly disappear. Um, as my bonus action, I am going to cast Hexblade's Curse on the target. All right. So he will be cursed for about 10 turns. And keep in mind for everybody who attacks against him, any attack crits on him for 19 or 20. He has a polygonal planar curse placed on him. Wow, it's already fucked up, so... (laughs) Alrighty. Um, And that ends my turn. Alright, so you guys take up positions around the the entry to this tiny little back chamber. The... His name... It is a Deep Scion. (laughs) This Deep Scion. Drop, like... Unclenches its Uh, fist. First name Deep, or... Drops Bell, and he hits the ground. Is it Scion Deep? He's he's got a lot of heavy thoughts on some hot button subjects. Great. Oh, good. He's a YouTube commenter. <laughs> yeah. Deep cuts right here. He, he drops his claws that were buried deep in Bell's chest. Bell kind of slumps to the floor as the deep sea, uh, deep scion <laughs> spins around. It's to face a uh, Hawaiian. Not Hawari- yeah, Hawari and Jenny in the doorway. 
its little back head tentacles writhe around on the table as it starts spilling any sort of liquid inks, uh, something foul smelling all over the table. And it reaches into a desk drawer and pulls out what looks like a tinderbox. I thought you were saying he was going to pull out a gun. (laughs) Pulls out a revolver (laughs) and shoots you dead. I mean, we'll see. I really thought you were going to be like, he he pulls out a gun. (laughs) It's like, damn. Like a magic gun or like a Glock? (laughs) Just a Glock. Just a straight up Glock. He's got one of those World War II era Lugers. Oh, God. (laughs) Right next to the bottle of scotch. Jeez. Um, He pulls out what looks like a tinderbox of some sort. He's got it clenched in his hand as this kind of foul-smelling liquid kind of starts to spill out all over the documents strewn over this table. And it kind of hisses through its nasty vertical mouth at the party. Belle. Yes. You shake back to your senses. Oh, I'm free. You you are prone, but you are no longer stunned. Uh, Your mind is finally clear again after being assailed by some sort of psychic scream. What would you like to and do? I'm pissed. <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> I'm going to get up because I don't really need all of my movement because he's standing right next to me. Yes. You pretty, you're still kind of underneath the, the table, more or less, this desk, but you can get onto your knees or under your feet, kind of crouch down so you're no longer mechanically prone. Yes. I'm going to do that. Okay. And then I'm going to try to slash at his hand that has the tinderbox in it. Okay, so we're going to do something, my little homebrew rule. Uh, it's going to be a called shot. So you're going to roll to hit. Mm-hmm. It's going to be harder to hit the hand that is in that he's got this thing in. Mm-hmm. But if you hit him but not high enough to hit his hand, you still damage him. You okay. just hit exactly what you were going for. So give me that roll to hit and see how you do. It's with my dagger. Your dagger? My dagger. Oh, nope. Don't get it. What'd you get? I got a seven. Mm, not quite. So you swing at it, and he notices you in time. Maybe when you brush past one of his hair tentacles as you move into a strike, and he pulls up out of the way. And I hiss at him. <laughs> <laughs> he hisses back at you. Like, <laughs> do you want to do anything with a bonus action? Do you have anything yes. you'd like to do? I can dual wield, so as my bonus action, I can tack with another weapon. Okay. So I'm going to try to hit it again. Let's go for it. I guess with my short sword. You hold your short sword in your offhand? I'm a jack of all trades, baby. Okay. I'm I'm ambidextrous. (laughs) (laughs) 14. 14. So you don't get your called shot, but you do hit him. Okay. So give me that short sword damage. Uh, five. Five? Wait, no, not five. Yes, five. Never mind. Five damage. All right. So you slash at him. He doesn't drop it, but you do hit him, and you spray some of his kind of like dark green blood across the room. Jenny, you are next in the order. What would you like to do? Is that, that tinderbox still... Where's that tinderbox right now? Still in its hand. Okay. Um... Hmm. And there's still all those papers around? Oh, yeah. They are wet with something. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do some gust of wind to see if I could uh, blow some papers up and see if I can maybe blow that tinderbox out of that hand. All right. Uh, So you've got a gust of wind. What is the check it has to make to resist it? It must... Each creature uh, that starts its turn in the line must pass a strength save or be pushed 15 feet away in the line's direction. All right, so that's going to um, include you too, Bell. Great. Because this is a very narrow room, so yep. if he's going to hit that thing, he's going to hit you too. So I have to make a strength save? Yes. The Deep Scion gets a 19. I got a 17. So no one's pushed. both of those are good. Um, you do kind of stick some of the papers to the wall, though. These wet papers kind of slap against the wall. I'm, like, bleeding on my knees, hissing at this man, and then all of a sudden a burst of wind is trying to yeah. knock me back. And I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> There's too much going on. There's a lot happening in this room. Uh, Hawari, what would you like to do? 
All right. Um, I'm going to do my bonus action first. Sure. Uh, I am going to cast Hex. Okay. On the target. Um, what would you like to make worse? Let's do a Constitution. Okay. So it is it has disadvantage or a penalty to Constitution saves. Hmm. All right. Anything else? And then, well, and then I'm going to do my regular uh, melee attack. All right. So you burst into the room, battle axe forming in your hands. All right. So I'm going to roll to hit. That's 13 plus your modifier. Uh, Yeah, that definitely hits. So that would be a total of 14. Nice. And um, that is also, uh, D6 is necrotic damage. Ooh. You kind of, you make your way up there, you swing your huge battle axe around, and you kind of cleave into its torso. It is having a bad time. Get him. Um, It is Hex. It is having just the worst luck. I'm sorry we don't speak its language. I can't tell what it's trying to ask me. Or if it's asking anything at all. We just don't know. Or if it's just cursing at us. Or if it's just being mean. It could be cussing. It's true. It could be doing a big cuss. Could be telling us that it's very proud of our sick moves. Um, Jenny, I don't know your, if it be saying it that. Your gust of wind, are you, do you concentrate on that? Or is it a one-time yeah. thing? It's uh, up to a minute. It's concentration. Okay, so it is still really windy in the room mm-hmm. here. And uh, on the start of its turn, anyone in the gust of wind has to do a strength check on their turn. Okay, so we'll start the deep silence turn with that. Let's see. Does a an eleven make the save? Meets it, beats it. Yes, it does. <laughs> All right. It barely maintains its footing as it struggles. Um, it kind of it drops the tinderbox to the papers in the back, and it kind of clatters against the wall. The wind pressing it up against the wall. Uh, no sparks. Fire can't really exist in this heavy wind tunnel. So it instead is going to open its claws and just start going all out. So it is going to make a claw attack towards Hawari. Does 17 hit your armor class? Barely, yes. Okay, so you are hit, but you have armor of Agathis. So let's see how much damage this thing does to your armor. D6 plus 4. So 6 damage to your armor. Mm-hmm. And so how it, much damage does it take back? Well, it hit me for over five, so it shatters. Okay. So yeah, because um, my my shield only stands up to uh, five, so it shatters my armor. Okay. And I take. You said it rolled a. It got a six. Yeah. So one damage carries over. One damage. Yep. Okay. And the armor of Agathis explodes. Polygons embedding itself into this thing's arm. As it takes the Ah. five damage. And it is going to go at you again with its other hand. Same as last time. 17 to hit. So that scores a hit. Only for five damage this time. And then for its last trick, it is going to open up its wide mouth. And is going to try and clamp it down on Hawari's face. Wow. As it tries to break your guard and get in there. So we're looking at 12 to hit. Nope. Okay. So it tries, but you kind of dodge out of the way. Some of its teeth maybe scrape the side of your face, but I can't really find any purchase to do real damage. You're not going to kill me in one turn, motherfucker. (laughs) Next in the order is Bell. Um, First thing I need you to do is give me a strength save. Yep. Because you were getting pelted by this wind tunnel. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) I mean, I know what's happening. I have eyes, but damn. (laughs) 19. That does it. (laughs) So you you hold fast in this wind tunnel. Not bad for someone with 10 strength. (laughs) Hell yeah. All right. What would you like to do? I'm going to hold fast as I (laughs) am trying to beat this wind. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Do I want to do a spell or do I want to attack? I think I'm just going to try to attack him again. Okay. This is a, is this dagger hand or short sword hand? 
short sword first. Okay. Then dagger, maybe. We'll see what happens. Let's see. 14. That does hit, yes. So then I do my... Uh, eight damage. It's a good hit. And then I'm going to use my dagger. Okay. Not that one. Nope, that looks like a miss. So you've got your weapon in each hand. You're kind of going in with it, trying to get into melee as it is sandwiched, essentially. You're flanking it on either side. Um, actually, I'll go ahead and give you advantage on that dagger attack. Oh. Because you are flanking it with Hawari. He's in front and you're coming in from behind. All right, let's see. Oh, hell yeah. I got a 19. That hits. But that's a crit. That's a crit. That's a crit. Oh, that is a crit. crit. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah. So give me that crit damage. So what do I do for that again? Um, Two dice of whatever you get, plus your modifier. Oh, yeah. It's 1d4. Got it. Got it. Got it. Eight. Eight damage. All right. So you drive your dagger into its back, kind of like find the space between ribs and just kind of stick it in there. This thing is in bad shape. Um, it is bloody, is beaten, Good. and it looks up to Jenny, who you are maintaining this gust of wind. What's your next mm-hmm. play? Can I do some insight into the way that it's looking at me? See if I could like figure out like, is it angry? Is it trying to say something? Can I can I do that? Absolutely. Give me an insight check. That would be that's just a thirteen. It's tough to say. It's got this alien look in its eyes. Um, your best guess maybe resignation. Hmm. I should probably capture this guy instead of like, you know, like killing him maybe. I don't know. How yeah. I mean, how like possible slash reasonable is capture? Like what what would our plan be if we're gonna capture him? We say as we're all like standing over him with like our giant <laughs> weapons, like ready to strike and Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm gonna cancel my gust of wind. Okay. The constitution and, break. Uh, I'm gonna kind of look at it and just kind of like, uh, I'm just gonna put my trident down on the floor and just kind of like, like stand there a little bit, like kind of just be like, "Hey, we chill." All right. So you're gonna stand down. <laughs> yeah. All right. How are you? What are you doing? I'm. Hmm. I don't know if I'm going to 100% stand down, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to relax a little bit. Okay. I'm still going to be very on guard and I still have my ax out, just not two inches from his face. So you're kind of like holding an action. Yes. What would make you, what would cause you to attack it? Um, if he starts to swing at any of us. Okay. Um, you and the thing are tied in initiative order, Bell. So, Bell, what would you? What's your plan? I'm going to cast a spell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you cast silence on my cat? <laughs> <laughs> Can someone please cast silence on this cat? I'm going to cast detect thoughts. You have to make a wisdom save. We're looking at a six. Yeah. No. Okay. I can detect its thoughts. Um, I gain insight on their reasoning, emotional state, worries, loves, fears. Okay. Emotional state, it is trying to hype itself up. Uh, Fears, it fears that its uh, last-ditch gambit will be unsuccessful. Um, What else do you get? Uh, Loves. (laughs) Loves. (laughs) Sorrows. (laughs) First kiss. I think I remember I could like use it to probe deeper, right? Because I did that with Kagak or something like that. I think you have to concentrate harder on it to probe deeper. Yeah. Um, all right. I have insight on their reasoning. Okay. Um, you understand that it is going to try and destroy everything in here that it can. I mean, I figured that from the Tinder box. I don't need his thoughts yeah. for that. Well, he is still thinking about it. Yes, but for what purpose? So that no information can es- escapes this uh, building. Hey, um, 
you guys can like read, right? Like that's a <laughs> thing you two can do. Yes. Yes, we can read. All right, cool. So we should probably save these notes from this guy because he definitely. I mean, I don't need to detect his thoughts to know this, but he definitely is trying to like destroy everything in here. Yeah, there's some uh, shady things going on here. So, I don't think we necessarily need to... If I'm being frank, I don't think there's we necessarily need to keep him around if we have this information in here, but... I don't know. You what? surface people like to be weird about murder. And I know sometimes if... it's a crime. But, um... Yes. But I it's also... A deep crime. But also... <laughs> well, Jenny, what, you know, what's on your mind, Jenny? Maybe those notes are his uh his personal journal, and it might be maybe it's maybe that's why maybe there's some embarrassing details that he just really wants to destroy. While you are um, discussing, like it pulls an orange bead out of its pocket. Oh God, Hawari, you are right there. What do you want to do? Knock it out Smack of his fucking hand. <laughs> All right, are you trying to attack him? or Are you trying to? What's your play? Um, while, since we're still deciding, I'm going to aim for non-lethal damage. Okay. Just hit him. I'm going to hit him. Roll to hit. Okay. Because <laughs> um, we don't know. We haven't come to a consensus yet, and I just want to... Bell, your, you know. your detect thoughts is, um, it persists, correct? Yes. You think that, you get the thought that this orange bead is its last gambit. Um, that yep. 16 you rolled does hit it, and you hit it well uh, enough to call shot. So do you want to do you want to try and attack any specific part of it? Smack the bead out Whoa. of his hand. I got I got a 21. Does that crit or? Uh, 21 doesn't crit. You'd have to roll a 19 or 20 on the die. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna try and smack that bead out of his hands and also damage him. All right. So you. Bring your axe around. You hit the arm that's got the bead. It lets go of it, but give me that damage, too. See how you do. Sure. That would be a hard 14. 14? Oh, my God. My bonuses. Yeah, I forgot my attack bonus last time. It had exactly 14 hit points left. You cut oh. its hand off oh. with a bead in it, and the oh. hand rolls to the floor and lands, providing a perfect cushion for this bead to kind of land in the palm of. The bead kind of rolls out of its palm onto the floor gently. And you can see this kind of like swirling orange and yellow conflagration. Can I investigate it? The creature screeches and Uh like clutches its like severed wrist as it chokes and dies on the floor. Well... Avert your eyes, Miss Jewel Shard. (laughs) The two wizards of the Arcane Brotherhood are now crumpled in heaps on the floor, um, just riddled with wounds and cuts, and the din of battle falls silent as the three of you are standing in the room. (laughs) Well... So, wow, is my passive okay. investigation enough to know what the fuck that bead was? Or uh, No, you would need to give me an arcana check to know oh, what the bead is. I'm going to try to do an arcana check before I just start touching it. I got a 10. 10? Let's see. This is a relatively common item, so you've probably heard of it, especially on covert missions for the college. This is a bead off of a necklace of fireballs. <laughs> Oh, so um, it would. So if it if the bead is cracked, it casts fireball on the spot, and it's not oh. cracked; it's just chilling. No, it, it is very. It gently kind of rolled off of its palm and hit the floor just fine. I'm gonna take it. All right, you pocket the bead of fireball. The fire. Uh, are, there, bead. are there any more in its cloak? Uh, you give it a quick once over. You don't find any more beads in there. You get the idea that this is just the one, but among it, you find. Um, a couple more notes, and you find what looks like a key to some door in the facility. Is there um is there anything else that you could glean from it from a higher arcana roll? Um, give me a check. Let's see what you got. I got fifteen. Fifteen. Um, anything else I could glean from that? 
from the beat itself, not particularly, you know that fireball necklaces, you, there's usually coming out an entire necklace with around eight to ten beads or so. Um, but he doesn't seem to have the necklace around, so he must have been given this by someone or something. You know how they have, like, the cyanide pill in the teeth? It's Yeah, it's, it's a more violent version of that. Yeah, I'm going to keep it just in case I ever have to off myself (laughs) during an interrogation. Sometimes you have to do what needs to be done. I'll just have it on me at any given time if I'm interrogated by a horrible enemy. Just kill myself. It's not as great as as the drow poisoning method that my people use, but, you know, maybe it'll be a little quicker than that. Fair. I don't like any of those. (laughs) (laughs) Not a fan. Just some casual thoughts. About murder. Well, the team has survived their encounter with the Deep deep Scion. What would you like to do? We did it! Well, first, I'm taking these bodies. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to throw them in the mimic room, and hopefully the mimics will eat them and cover our tracks. Fair. That's a smart play. Oh, yeah. Wasn't there that other room that um, we were... Maybe going to go investigate, but then we heard Bell, and we were just like, oh, we got to yeah, save There's, like, first. an elevator. Oh, yeah, like a like a work elevator. Mm-hmm. We should go check that out. Okay. You make it t- back to the other room. Um, it looks like, yeah, it looks like there's a work elevator here. And when you slide open the little gate to get into the device itself, it looks like there is a lock or a little, like, a spot for a key in what looks like some sort of mechanism that... From your understanding of mechanics being a construct yourself, um, mm-hmm. it seems reasonable to you that this would be whatever device helps this thing ra- uh, rise or fall down the shaft it's built into. Okay. Well, how convenient we happen to have found a key. How convenient indeed. Oh, did yeah. we find a key? I wish I, I knew what this key went to, though. I just really don't have any gosh darn clue. It's a mystery. Any... <laughs> Uh, haha, JK, and, uh, using planar warrior, I throw the key into the, uh, lock. (laughs) (laughs) So it looks really cool. It's just like, boom! You juice it with planar energy and jam it into the slot. It clicks very satisfyingly. Was that necessary? Absolutely not. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Can we examine that item that the merfolk gave us? Absolutely, yeah. Because I want to pay attention to this just in case I we need it yes, for anything. Yes, the item we all remember, but please, <laughs> tell us again. Uh, 13. 13. You open up the little case that you were given, and inside is a glass ball with what looks like, it's like um, maybe basketball sized. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it uh, has a... Almost like a a miniature whirlpool inside. Oh, so it's like a water thing. If I break it, yeah, water. It kind of now seeing the um the beat of fireball and kind of getting all that context. It seems like it would be some sort of water based orb of devastation. Um, The devastation orb. You get the idea that they want to flood this place. But would it just flood this place, or would a devastation orb, you know, flood this place? You don't know. Like, destroy it completely. This, I mean, not that Belle specifically knows this, but as someone who plays Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, <laughs> I know that uh, destruction, devastation orbs of any kind are, um, bad. I mean... <laughs> not a great time. <laughs> not a great time. The branding could be better. So let's (laughs) not open that because it could just flood this place, which who cares? Or it could flood all of Luskin. So let's let's not use that. Yeah, we. Well, I mean, the fireball thing is just a fireball, which you know will be very bad. But like, you know, not devastation orb bad. But anyway, we should continue on. Just maybe not use that just yet because uh, I don't really trust those merfolk that much. They're pretty chill. Merfolk are nice. I'm sure they are, Miss Jewel Shard, but until we know their complete intentions, I don't want to trust so easily. Yeah. Y'all don't trust anyone. That's your biggest problem. We're 
spies. Yeah. <laughs> We're not supposed to trust anyone also for each other. If you trust anyone, even your own family in the underdark, you could be stabbed in the back at any given moment. Left oh, to be shoot. killed, and then you can't even be mad about it because you should have known better. We have a term uh, in, in for for what uh, tritons do. Mm-hmm. If you trust someone in your family and they they get you from behind, it's called a uh, glop glopping. They glop you. They just give you a big old hug from behind. Um, <laughs> we don't hug oh. in the underdark. What's a what's a a, a glomp? It's. You know, they just, you know, it's trying. Mm. We love to run up on each other and uh, yell, yell glomp. No information in memory banks about said glomp. <laughs> I've never heard of this glomping oh before. Oh my god. I feel like this is information I could go without. It's okay. I'll, I'll show you one day and you'll, you'll experience it and you'll love it. Will I? Yes. I, I guess I'll have to trust you. God. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> also, also, Belle, uh, don't forget we have a, a blood pack, so you have to trust me, and I have to trust you. Oh yeah, that. No, it wasn't a sex thing. Yes, that thing. That other. Yeah, thing. well, frick me. Was I it? guess. I guess no one can trust me. Well, we're trust. We all trust each other. No, no. I'm making a point to Belle. Do you want a blood pack, Jenny? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Um when uh while they're talking I I guomp them. <laughs> Wait, both of us? Uh Bell. I imagine oh. Jenny like l- leaves the room dejected <laughs> and it's just like doing stretches in the next doorway over and then just sprints, sprints into the room. And I scream bloody murder. <laughs> and I scream guap <laughs> I, I scream bloody murder and immediately get into a defensive position <laughs> like a fetal position yes <laughs> and I'm like this is I'm- this is it this is why I don't trust anyone this is what happens when a woman <laughs> comes near you you die <laughs> just guap I'm sitting here trying to calculate how our team won't fall apart after this Preach of yeah, I literally I scream and then I get into a fetal position and I'm like, this is it. This is how I die. I always knew that a woman would kill me. This is what happens when you trust Denny. women. Denny. <laughs> yes? You've made See. your point. <laughs> okay, I just now brush myself off and ready ready for ready for what's next. How do we what do we do? Should we You've got a room full of documents. I stare. You've got a secret elevator. I'm just on the floor and I just stare at <laughs> let's, Jenny. Uh, let's grab all the documents horrified. and start throwing them into a book. Uh, <laughs> Bill, you okay? Uh, <laughs> I just start handing Bell all the papers I'm gathering off tables. I. <laughs> Some of them are still wet, so when Jenny hands them off to you, mm-hmm. they just kind of like slap to your arms and chest. <laughs> <laughs> so they make a, a light guomp noise. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm, you know, you didn't even have to use a stun spell on me. I'm already stunned again. <laughs> this is, this interaction is way harder than the actual fight. <laughs> <laughs> this is the true boss. Picking up papers. <laughs> I'm just hollowed out. <laughs> let's just, let's do our best. How about that? I was like Hawari. You, Bill. I was like Hawari. She touched me. I, I know. She grabbed I me. I thought she was going to kill me. I saw my whole life, my whole 146 years of existence flash across my eyes. But Bell, but you didn't die. It was a it was a sign of affection. Look at that. I don't know what that means. I've never well, felt that learning. feeling. I don't you're understand learning. it. I thought Lolf was taking me. I th- <laughs> I thought I thought I was going to be brought into my god's arms to be s- murdered once again in the afterlife by her forever. <laughs> this is a learning experience in trust and affection. I mm-hmm. I don't ever want to yeah. be glomped again. Okay, noted. 
I okay, but for now, be strong. Try to collect myself, take a deep breath, and I stand back up, and I'm just covered in wet papers, and I'm like, okay, good. and I'm like shivering. What are you guys Very trying good. to take out of this room? What's coming with you back to base? Whatever seems important. So I guess we just kind of dig around in here. Yeah, can we investigate these documents? Okay. Because so, I kind of looked at them, but like I can't read, so I'm like, I don't know yeah. what's going on. Sure. You got a glimpse of it before, um, but now that you've kind of got the, all the time you need to take a look at these things, a couple of important details pop out at you beyond the um, the kind of mundanities of the rooms next door. So in this lab, you found notes about their projects and their experiments and things like that, and essentially nothing in this room is about any of that nonsense things you find in this room you find a detailed shipping manifest involving the delivery of that big red gemstone in the room i'm sure we should take that with us you've got that Mm -hmm. you've got photos of different people from different organizations some of which bearing symbols that you recognize as various enemies of the harpers makes sense Mm. um you've got you have detailed illustrations of many different people signed um, with names. You've got expected dates. It seems like they have sort of been keeping records of detailed shipments. Um, However, information that you're looking for that seems uh, notably absent is where they got any information from, why it's being sent to these different groups, and at what point they started doing all of this. Hmm. That's concerning. That, that is concerning. Like that was probably taken. Yes, they probably don't want anyone to know when they started getting our information and where, because we probably yeah. have some kind of mole amongst us. Is there anything else the team needs from the base before oh. they leave? Wait, I thought we were going down the thing. The going down what thing? The elevator thing. Oh, I know. That's I'm, that's what I'm asking. Is does the team need anything oh. else before they leave? Are you taking? You've got all the documents. I assume that you're taking those with you. I'm taking the iron stone. It is heavy. It's going to take two of you to take that. Uh. <laughs> it's not impossible though. Someone help yeah. me carry well, this well, iron stone. Uh, trust exercise. Both of you carry it together. Yes. I. Feel uncomfortable making a woman do any work that a weakling man should be able to do? Well, Jenny, you're offering, right? Yeah. Mm, all right. <laughs> I just, I just stare at her <laughs> suspiciously. The two of you stand at opposite ends of this like iron stone and look possible. it out together. <laughs> um. <laughs> My tiny little stare up at you, like. Hmm. And you're, I assume you're taking the work elevator out, or are you going to go back down through the river? You're going to yeah. take the work elevator. Is there um, okay. anything else in this room, like any items or like basic stuff, like potions or anything like that? There are, uh, nothing of magical use, it seems. It seems like they have like writing implements, detailed, you know, like they've got quill, they've got ink, they've got blank parchment to be used. Um, you don't know. You toss the place, and you don't notice any sort of like magical wares or extra equipment that seems relevant to your right, investigation. I just want to make sure we didn't leave anything possibly useful behind. Any rare well, treasures I just behind? Any anything practical? All right. Fair. It's, it seems like the most. I mean, there are a couple of tools and lab equipment you could steal if you needed to. But the uh, most powerful magical agent in this entire place is definitely the stone. Um, It it feels almost like a tingly to the touch. This thing's loaded with magic. So the team takes the elevator up out of the work area. You get your (laughs) your planar key slammed into it. And that kind of like slowly begins to chug its way up to the top. And it goes for what feels like minutes before it finally reaches the top and the door kind of opens its way to this abandoned looking building. Um, you guys may have passed it while you were investigating the city previously and 
when you open up a door, again, it is still nighttime. The sun is just about to rise in the horizon. Belle, or no, sorry, you're carrying the thing. Yes. Uh, Hawari, give me a perception check. I will do that. Because you are not carrying a stone. You're not carrying <laughs> a big, heavy, dump thing. Um, let's see. Let me add. Okay. I'm going to cast a spell, though. Um, Does the spell have somatic components? Yes. You have to put the stone down to do it. That's fine. It's not like it matters. <laughs> of course I can just put the stone down for a second um, to do it. Okay. Um, Hawari, you notice as you're kind of peering out before you guys exit the building... It seems like there is a patrol of Luskin pirates See? making the rounds. I'm going to cast invisibility. Okay. On Ms. Jewelshard. Sure. Who is I'm assuming touching the stone. Uh-huh. And it makes them both oh. invisible. Oh, that's true. Any equipment they are uh wearing or carrying? Yep, turns invisible. Okay. So Jenny and the stone vanish. I assume mm-hmm. I'm a drow. Sure. So I fit in a little bit better Fair. with this crowd. Yeah. Don't want them to know I have a big-ass rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if I can subtly carry it while it's invisible mm-hmm. and Jenny's invisible, sure, that might be good. I don't know if you have any spell slots, Hawari, left, mm-hmm. but you you can also turn invisible, I think. Um. I can, but I'm out of slots. I don't remember. All right, fair enough. I I could also cast Fog Cloud if we need. All right, cool. Well, you're currently invisible with the stone that I'm trying to subtly carry. Give me a performance check, Bill. See how convincing you are lugging this invisible stone around. 21. That's pretty convincing. Yeah, that's pretty convincing. So you, you're kind of doing like a like a lean thing. You've got your hands like behind you trying to prop it up. I'm still in my little scientist uniform. <laughs> oh, that's right that you uh, took out of the lab. So you guys kind of make your way past the patrol. They give you a discerning glance, but the stone is invisible and Bell is kind of location appropriate and they don't stop you as you make your way to the safe house it is the following day at the oh gosh what is the name of your restaurant again what did we name oh, our restaurant oh, uh jenny did we name it we know, I know the theme is Ultimate Vacation. Was it like Endless Summer yes. or some shit like that? Is it... Well, d- did we franchise out from uh, Bim- Bimmy Jiffitz? Jimmy yeah, Biffitt? I, I don't, th- I don't think you're kind of affiliated. Because like you raided one of his, <laughs> his dock houses. The only note I have is uh, Beaver in the Hole... Rename it, please. <laughs> That's what it used to be called. Beaver in the hole? That's what it used to be called. <laughs> That's a nightmare. So we haven't actually uh, named our restaurant yet. Oh. Well, yeah, I'm not really seeing anything. You make your way back oh. to your unnamed family restaurant. Well, it's a work in progress, you know. Yeah, it's, it's not open yet. Um, teams of uh, sewer kids and kobolds run around. While well, the you, well, the three of you meet in the basement of the building, in your secret little jail, along with your boss Shriek, pouring over the information that you've gathered from your operation. There is a table, kind of dingy, set up in the middle of this low light room, where all the documents and drawings and things that you found are kind of laid out before you. Shriek takes a look at all of it and says to you, this is the way I see it. These guys have been sending, are trying to send stones out to some of our greatest enemies. Yes. Don't know why, but we do know that if they get a hold of this information, 
it's bad news for all of us in a major way. From what I can tell, they're sending the stones to five different organizations. And we must have caught the first one just in time because it looks like they haven't arrived yet. And he points to two photos, one of them of a dragonborn, which has scribbled in the name of Tox next to a picture of what looks like Kagak, a drawing of him. He says, looks like they've got details of who they sent it with mm-hmm. and who intends to receive it for each of the five organizations they've sent it to. This one was sent to the Cult of the Dragon. You know, we don't like them very much. Yes, I'm quite aware. The Cult of the Dragon is a dragon-worshipping cult, in a sense, founded by a longtime enemy of the founding the founder of our organization and we've been going at it for years and cults are bad typically what what like what i don't understand is what makes the religious fervor of one group not a cult and the religious fervor of another one a cult it's a size thing really oh i see it's like the difference between a wagon and a cart. Hmm. What is the difference between a wagon and a cart? Size, really. <laughs> Cubic volume. I don't have the details. Because we, <laughs> in my society, all the priests and, and the people who worship Loth the most are kind of like the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. Would Drow be considered cultists, or is that just... Depends on who you ask. I mean, most people don't like drow, understandably, on the surface, because it is very different here. They might call it a demon cult, but I don't know if that's the right word for it. Lolf isn't a demon, though. She's a god. She's our god. She's an awesome god. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) He points to... The remaining four groups of photos on the table. He says, now, we don't know what the details with these, so we're going to have to try and find out and stop these before they get to where they're going. There is one being sent to Naragaz, a lich of the Red Wizards of Thay, a necromantic group from the West that wants to subjugate, I'm sorry, the East, that wants to subjugate our people and assert the dominance of their god lich, Zaztam. And that's bad. You don't... That's you don't, always bad. You don't take over and subjugate people. It, yes. Especially not with necromancy. I mean, I have no opinions about necromancy, but I also know that you do not subjugate people here <laughs> on the surface. <laughs> Typically, that's against no. the law. Typically, Yes. We have one being sent to the Zentarim, a crime organization trying to rebrand itself as a mercenary network. Oh, yes, I do know them. Headed to a human man named Vite via delivery goblin named Schemo. We have one being sent to the Twisted Rune. I don't even know they were still operating myself. I don't know what that is. They've gone dark. They were a cabal of powerful mages from the south. I didn't even know they were still around, but it seems like whoever's sending these stones out does, because they've sent one there via an elf named Sio. Sio? Sio. And finally, they're sending one to the Kraken Society, a group of loosely based humans and sea folk that believe they are are a crime organization that is secretly worshipping a Kraken that lives just off the coast. And they're sending one to a human named Orville. Redenbacher. <laughs> the popcorn man. <laughs> the popcorn man. <laughs> they're going to heat up the sea and pop all their kernels. Additionally, oh. we have intel involving the material the stone was made of itself. Mined in the distant island nation of Chult, down to the south. We have a lot of different leads we can go to. And not a lot of agents available that haven't potentially been compromised the question is where do we start 
Um, hmm. Depends well, on the where these people are going. Because if I I believe if like a bunch of people are going, but like kind of in like one direction, kind of like carpooling almost, like maybe not carpooling necessarily, wagon pooling necessarily, <laughs> but like they're all kind of like going the same way. We could like uh, intercept a couple pooling, cart pooling. <laughs> you could like intercept more, but I mean, if they're spread out all over the place, then there's a lot. There is a like lot. A lot. But if there's a couple going kind of the same way, maybe we could stop all all of them. But like, there's this is a lot to be said mm-hmm. for cutting off the resource from which these stones are being made. That's true. But I don't know how long that would take to get to that island. I just wonder how much time do we have to get there before um, it gets to be like too late. You know what I mean? To stop everybody else. Fortunately, we have a very nice resource that it doesn't seem like these guys have. Um, we've got access to the Harper's teleportation network, so we can at least get Ooh. pretty close to places along the coast where we're going. If these guys had access to a teleportation network, they wouldn't be using a bunch of couriers on foot, like it seems like they That are. is true. We should stop what's out before it gets there, because we don't know if this information has already been displayed to a few people. We've clearly stopped the cult of the dragon from getting this information. So we should probably maybe stop the other ones and then go after the mines. I mean, that, that Kraken society is a bunch of weirdos. I feel like, uh, we could bully them pretty easily to get what we want from them. What is a Kraken? Kraken is a giant tentacled deep sea thing. Thoroughly evil. From what I hear, they hate the gods. I mean, that's fair. I don't mind that. Um, And I don't even really care about the evil part. (laughs) Um, We have a lot of weird creatures in the Underdark. I've just never heard of a kraken. But I guess we don't really have a lot of sea in the Underdark. Just pools of water and a giant lake. Mm -hmm. That has a lot of weird things in it. Like, a a lot of weird... My dad's taken on krakens before. It's... It's no big deal. I think we can handle it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's bully these people. Yeah. So you want to take on the Kraken Society first? Yes. Get the let's get the popcorn man. I've had experience with it. Sorry, one more time. Oh, I said I think it's a good idea, especially to start like if Jenny has like a more of a knowledge of them, uh, then I think it's a good place to go first. Sounds like a good plan to me. From what I understand, the Kraken Society is also the closest locally, at least as far as their delivery point, from Luskin. So if anyone's going to get theirs first, it would have been the Cult of the Dragon, which we stopped, and then the Kraken Society, who maintain a base of operations in a town inland named Yartar, connected to a large river that empties out into the sea. They ship weapons and all sorts of other things down the river into the ocean. Hey, Shriek. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I get you're our boss and all, but uh, when you said we stopped the, the cult of the dragon, you're including yourself in that? I mean, who tipped you off? He did yeah, send, he did send we... us to do a field interview with you by stopping the cult of the dragon. They, In all due respect, yeah, Miss Tulshard. But we we handled it. The three of us. When I write the mission you, report, I'll put your names first. Uh sure. It's and I, I see it now in a completely different Sharpie color and everything scribbled last minute and shriek. <laughs> it just like <laughs> writes it at the end there. <laughs> uh you know, just um you know, credit where credit's due, just uh just throwing that out there. They ate my trident staff, and uh, it was a bad time. So, wow. if you were there, you maybe we had four people. Oh, yeah, how maybe is we... Dent doing? He's a hungry guy. Yes. I had to feed him yeah, one of is. the chairs. Yes, he does that. I told the children to find scrap metal in the garbage for him. You sent the children digging for scrap metal? They love it. It's kind of their um, hot favorite hobby. <laughs> he considers for a moment, he's like, wow. Well, 
Can't argue with that. And I, I did suppose. tell them that I would get them a bug, and why not the biggest bug, a rust monster? That's fair. Children need to be shown responsibility at an early age, I think, <laughs> so that they can become better members of society. I mean, in my culture, we just train them with knives and try to make sure they don't die immediately. But Dark parents, Bell. But I'm pretty sure here you're supposed to give them the responsibility of a pet to make them somehow better. I don't know how this works. I don't know how you people do it here. <laughs> We're good parents. Understandable. Don't worry. It's like, well, the team gets their planning all together. They're preparing to assault the Kraken Society. In another day's time... After getting everything, getting themselves prepared, Shri comes running in to the base, and he's like, I found out where they're delivering it. Yes. Are you guys ready for this? This is going to be exciting. And he, you can tell that he's like, he can barely contain his excitement about this wow. upcoming mission. Sure. All right. Have y'all ever heard of a casino? Hey guys, uh, this is Alex, your really cool and not at all flustered or terrified by women uh, draw bard. Um, just wanted to say thanks so much for keeping up with us. I know it's been a little bit difficult with hiatus and this episode might sound a little bit rough because we're all kind of still suddenly into our spaces with everybody moving. Um, but thank you so much for listening and continuing to support us. We will try to get back on track. And uh, honestly, the best way you can help us with that is to leave us some reviews on iTunes. That's the best way to get into the weird iTunes algorithm. Um, and hey, if you're looking for something new to listen to, I have a friend who has a really, really cool podcast. It is called the I Hope Podcast, and it is a Degrassi rewatch kind of uh, talk show. You know, they kind of like go and process every episode that they watch they're currently i think on season three um me and gray have both been in episodes of it you can find that at ihopepod at twitter.com so if you're into just you know a bunch of people talking about degrassi if you're into degrassi or if you want to start watching degrassi and have something to talk about and you know sit in the comfort of your own home and listen to some cool people speak about a very interesting teen show and you know some people who've never heard of it have been on the episode. Like, I haven't, I don't know anything about Degrassi, and I was on an episode, and it was very intriguing. So, if that seems up your alley, you just want something a little bit more conversational, a little more interesting uh, than just watching a show on your own and processing it on your own, uh, check out I Hope Pod at twitter.com, and you'll maybe hear my episode or Gray's episode. All right, uh, have a beautiful day. Love y'all, and bye.